ever seen the video out there of the blind dog that used to get a string? Mm-hmm. Um, the family's like moving and they move their furniture and the dog doesn't realize it. And he goes <laughs> running from the other room to jump Dude. onto the couch. Ends up nothing there completely and goes oh. right into a wall. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Talk about blind faith. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. That's like the one with the, the husky when he sees stairs for the first time. Have you seen that one? No. Oh, man. They just move into this house. There's no furniture or anything in it. And the husky's all excited. So he's running around the house. And it's a staircase just like Chris's house where it's kind of... It, in in the middle uh, well not like in the middle of the room but it's like in the room but off in the corner mm-hmm. you know and it goes running turns and sees the stairs and j- you just see it leap and disappear <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't know how to <laughs> well that sounds a lot like what we're gonna do tonight take oh, a deep dive no. into some movies Ooh, movies for a top 10 today I'm excited. Oh, boy. Yes. You so have me in movies. Today, we're doing a top 10 fan theories on movies. And I'm very excited. I've done a lot of research. I am way deep in oh these theories, <laughs> like neck deep. And I cannot wait to share them with you. So welcome back to Fives a Crowd. I'm your host for the evening, Austin. I'm surrounded by my four best friends, Cam, Chris, Tony, and Zach. Hola. Hello. And uh, two of these guys, actually only one. You're the only non-movie guy here. The other three, you guys are all pretty heavy into movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris will watch them. Chris will watch. But here's the thing. Willie. They're most likely going to be movies you know. <laughs> oh, that's okay. good. Okay, that's but good. I'm here tonight to wreck I'll shoot from the your hip. childhood. You're good at that, aren't you? <laughs> oh, boy. Or, I mean, make it a million times better. It just depends on how you fall on each side of these. So, should we get to it? Jump I'm scared. Let's do it. Let's start this. I'm excited. I'm scared. Let's start What's it. number 10? <laughs> All right. Here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to open it up, 10 being... My, like, it's still real good. All these are real good. I, I did a lot of research, like I said. I really dove deep and found the ones that I found really meaty. So number one, super thick in the meat. Love uh, it. So you're going to have to stick ooh. around. So stick around for that one. I like being deep in the meat. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, going meet each other. <laughs> But okay, children. <laughs> Bunch of children. I want to open this up though with saying that this has a ton of spoilers. So if you have not seen the movies, actually, I, I can't even tell you what movies. So Just, as soon as he says the movie, if you haven't seen it, click it off. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the next one. Fast I'll, forward. We will provide timestamps in the description to the next fan theory. If you want to skip one. So we'll do that. That'll help. Um, but yeah, before we get started, huge shout out to all of our members for supporting us. Oh, hey, huge thanks. We wouldn't be here without you. And if you'd like to support this show and love what we do here, hit that join button below this video or the support button on any of our podcast pages. Um, and I do have a surprise for everyone here at the table. Oh. I was going to oh say, my. Tony and his kids really appreciate, you know, the memberships and stuff. So. <laughs> we have our first 
first <laughs> fan mail for Whoa. Fives Across. Oh, yes, sir. It says to the guys, for those of you tuning out on YouTube, it's a nice little box. Ooh. It says, thank you. And it's a handwritten letter. It says, Tony, Austin, Cam, Chris, and Zach. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for your transparency. One thing kids are missing is what you guys all have. A friendship that stood the test of time. Also, each of you has helped me in some way of healing a broken heart. And I appreciate oh. that a lot. Oh. Love, Tracy. Wow. Well, so, Tracy. Thank, thank you, you Tracy. Yeah. 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 And she you, sent Tracy. us a bag of sugar. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So wow. enjoy. Right on. Good. I thought okay. it was the coolest okay. thing ever. And she is from... I eat all these ones already. Mississippi. <laughs> Don't want to share the specifics, but Mississippi Tracy. Mississippi. Not Mr. Sippy. I thought it was special enough to share in one <laughs> video. Joke. So there All you right, go. Dove in. Hey, that's good. <laughs> you <laughs> like those sours? Dude, those sour <laughs> gummy bears are my favorite. I've never had those. They're incredible. Yes. Hey, keep it down over there. All right. Worst. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh. Get a little bit of ASMR in here. What's that? It's like auditory stimulation. Where they put a high-powered mic up to your mouth. And oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like the people who try to chew really loud. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yes. So if like, you're gonna I don't be, need that. I have a son. So if you're <laughs> going to be chewing these, make sure you're off the mic. Because oh, I got my. I got to dive delicious. deep in these. All right. Real so, deep like. <laughs> well, these are each ones. Wow. Anyways. <laughs> we got our movie candies along yeah, with our movies. Here we go. It. So starting off with number one. Well, number 10. Should I do it in 10? Yep. I say you do math. Yeah. You have to help me do the math then, because I have them numbered here one through ten. So here we go. So just start <laughs> at the bottom of your list then. No, because no, ten's my favorite. <laughs> Two is nine. Right. Three Wait, is so seven. shouldn't that be number one? Shh. This is my podcast, Zach. All right, so here we go. The theory is the monsters are scared of the black death. So here we go. The plot. This is in the movie Monsters, Inc., all right? Okay, okay. Okay? So, in the movie Monsters, Inc., monsters collect the children's screams to then power their world, right? Right. And in the movie, you find out that the monsters are terrified of the children. And they're told throughout the movie that... Basically, you don't touch them, right? They're they toxic. Go through, mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. go through a bunch of training, like, hey, stay away from them. If they touch you, they can kill you, right? So I think it's safe to say that the monster's world is very advanced, right? They're, they can travel multidimensionally. Everything that they have is powered by one power source, and that is sound or resonance coming from children, um, so it this particular fan theory believes that the very first multidimensional travel was from back in the 1300s. Um, so they theorize that the monsters opened the portal, went through, and it just so happened to be a very unlucky time during the time of the Black Plague. Oh. And back in 1346 through the 1353 to be specific, is when the bubonic plague broke out and it was the most fatal pandemic recorded to date. So just to give you guys an idea, it killed 30 to 60% of the European population at the time. Symptoms included fever, headache, aching joints, vomiting, respiratory issues, and large patches of purple skin 
with a mortality rate of 90 to 95 percent. Jeez. Absolutely just wrecked people. So they say um, at that time, the world's population was reduced from 475 million people to just 350 million people. Wow. Yeah. Wait, say those numbers again. Went from 475 to 350. Oh, geez. 125 million people lost. Wow. So, and this whole plague was caused by Yersinia pestis. It's a gram negative species of bacteria that would cause life threatening issues in from an infection in the blood and was spread by bites from infected fleas. So the theory is a monster went through the portal into a sick kid's room, got in contact with the black plague, went back into his into monsters, Inc., Went home, you know, went about his day. Mm-hmm. It probably ended up killing him, his family, and all of his friends, and his coworkers probably. It probably spread like the Black Plague. Exactly. <laughs> now get this. It's all spread through fleas. So the monster was probably hairy. And in the movie, when they say, what is it, a 2319? Mm-hmm. They do what? Shave. They shave, shave him. him. Oh, like as if he has fleas. Oh. oh, so there you go. Wow. That's why they theorize that the monsters are so terrified of kids hmm. is because of this particular. Jeez, that's that's deep. So wait, so <laughs> did their technology let them time travel? I missed that part kind of. Or did they discover it in the year 1300? Or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Or did so, they time travel somehow? No, no. So the theory is that the monsters are far more advanced than human life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because so, they've been able to travel across multi-dimensions and all that stuff. So the time that they, because they're so advanced, the time they figured it out, we were way back then. Yes. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Wow. I thought that one was really cool. In fact, That's like wild. A different dive. Kind hmm. of a little side note. I'm sure everybody knows it. But 2319, do you know what that is? Uh-uh. Sock. So it's white sock. W is the twenty third letter, and nineteen, or and then S is the nineteenth letter. Twenty three nineteen white sock. Wow, yeah. is that like real or is that? Well, a theory? yeah. Well, remember what was on him? Yeah, yeah. White, white sock. sock. Yeah. Twenty three nineteen. And so yeah, W S white sock. Those guys are clever. Mm. Mm. It's That's almost it's almost like not clever at all, and so clever at the same time. Just that like. Mm-hmm. Little like, oh, what are we going to call it? Well, how about this? I don't know. Yeah. All Sorry. right. Any other? Th- what do you guys think? I like it. Did it? That's crazy. Yeah. Make you think? I like it. So it almost, hmm. It almost makes you wonder, you know, Sullivan, he's got this huge back history, right? As far as he's this living legend and he's hairy. It makes you wonder if his family was around in that time and had issues with it. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, that would have been like from when was that movie released? 2000, 2002, two, three, something like that. Somewhere, Somewhere around there. there. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> we are the same person. <laughs> Every day we spend more time together. I'm like, oh, we're Good becoming morning. the same person. <laughs> could you could you imagine? So they did the prequel Monster University where it shows him in the, you know, going through scare school and everything like that. Could you imagine if they did a really dark prequel and they did that? That would be Ooh. so rad. Oh, I think man. Pixar, if they picks up, if they picks up on it, <laughs> <laughs> they should totally run with it. Dude, and you know who would be an awesome director for it? 
Who? Tim Burton. Gross. Oh, gross. <laughs> no, he's too dumb. I knew he was going to say that. I can't believe you played into it. Yeah. <laughs> Come I, on. I was, a dark, I was being black plague. Con, or, uh, That's all of his movies anyways. Exactly. Mm. You're right. So it's nothing new. You're just jealous. <laughs> of what? <laughs> of what? Exactly. <laughs> That was creepy a fever dreams he turned into movies? That he's better than you. <laughs> All right. No, Here we uh, go. no he's <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Here we go for number nine, <laughs> Harry Potter. Okay. Now, now this one is a you bit just, of a spoiler, so again. I, I mean, you just grabbed the attention of a lot of people. The yes. last movie came out how many years ago? Like 10? Yeah. Yeah, I think going back on that spoiler thing, it's if like these movies are more than like Ten I'll years say old. five years old. Five years old. I wouldn't even say that. How long? How a year? How long, have we been over this spoiler thing? How long until a movie comes out on DVD? Nowadays, not or, very well, long. Digital after well, it comes out in the theaters. Um, it used to be there was a ninety to one hundred twenty day window. Now it's like forty five days. So let's add let's add an extra thirty days. Give them a month to buy it and watch it or stream it somewhere. I'm okay. the guy. That's so let's the, say one hundred twenty to one hundred sixty days. There you go. Okay, there you go, people. So it's what, if it's been, if the movie's right? been out longer than that, no excuses. I'm that yep. guy. But I accept my fate. <laughs> I've accepted here's, that. My here's life. my beauty is I have the te- worst memory ever. And if like someone's telling me a spoiler, I can put it in a box where I know I'll forget it. <laughs> and See, I'll be like, okay, you're telling me this. I'll process it. Great. Okay. And it's gone. <laughs> I'll forget it until I'm watching the movie and then something will spark. And it's like, oh, I know what's coming. Son of a. See, my my mom's weird in the sense that she'll watch the last 10 minutes of a movie to see if she likes it. And then if she likes the ending, then she'll go back and watch the rest of the movie. Oh, that sounds that is she's horrible. a little. So yeah. she needs to watch a movie like Swordfish where they tell show you the ending right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, or now you see me. No. Yeah. No disrespect yeah. to your mom, but is she a serial killer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't give her a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh my God. All right. So here's number nine. And uh, this one the Dursleys, here's a theory. The Dursleys are cruel to Harry for a good reason. Ooh, I know where you're going with this. Now, don't this. spoil it. Now, okay. don't spoil anything because hey. you two are my biggest worry here. Is that you I've just heard, spoil my own Sorry. Shush, sorry. Oh, shush. Shush. I've heard this one. I <laughs> so, love this one. Here we go. As we know, Horcruxes negatively impact their surroundings in the mm-hmm. world of Harry Potter. Hold on. What's a Horcrux? Oh. No, a Horcrux. So Voldemort, he basically split himself into, is it seven? 
His soul. He split his soul All into the, seven yes, items. The things that he attached to. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Basically, think of the movie The Conjuring. Okay. It's kind of like that. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. basically, he, yeah, basically, he infected like seven different things with a piece of him, and so he wouldn't be dead until all things were destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. You can't okay. destroy him until gotcha. you destroy all seven. Now, Safety nets. Yeah, so, and a prime example in the movie is when Harry, Ron, and Hermione... All their moods are affected by the Slytherin locket that they take wearing in the Deathly Hollows, right? So, any Potterhead out there, I love calling them that. That's such a fun little Potterheads. Well, remember how unkind the Dursleys were to Harry throughout Mm -hmm. the entire series. But what if Harry himself was a Horcrux? Well, he is a Horcrux. He was. It's not a what if. Well, yeah, he was. Could that be? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So could that be why the Dursleys were so evil to him? So hear me out. The signs of a Horcrux, they ruin everything, including friendships, minds, bodies, lives, souls, and perfectly fine jewelry. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they can have harmful effects and grow steadily worse over time, even to the point of death. They can influence your thoughts and degrade your willpower after only a few short weeks. And it can definitely consume and ravage your mind and body. So Harry lived with the Dursleys for over 10 years. And could it be that because he was a Horcrux, that's why they were so evil and sinister to him? Yeah. So my question here is, is what about Ron and Hermione then? Like they were with him. A lot, and then not uh, 10 years. But if you notice, there's a lot of times where Ron gets jealous of Harry, gets frustrated, gets mad. I mean, look at him. Well, <laughs> what's that mean? He looks like Brick. I mean, I just what's saying, supposed like, to mean? I mean, because well, he's know, ginger, because he's redhead. Mean, part of it. <laughs> you said it, not us. I mean, we're all thinking the same thing. Okay. Hermione should have been with Harry. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Of course, he's going to say no. I know, right? (laughs) 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 But I mean, it it definitely, I could could believe it in the way that they treat him, but at the same time, they were also just garbage people to others, too. Okay. Yes and no. I mean, I really like this one when I read it. Um because if you notice by the by the end movies or even if you read the books and stuff by the end they actually become nice to him almost it's like they're scared they yeah move, i was going to say is it because of fear well no they end up moving out of the house and um uh harry's cousin i can't remember his name dudley uh, dudley he ends up like dudley douche being really nice <laughs> to him like kind of you know gives him a hug says you know i hope you're going to be okay and they end up leaving the house at that point but it makes a lot of sense. Like, when why does they... he give him a hug? Remember when or he went it... through that ICP phase? Yes. <laughs> Such a little creep. <laughs> so oh, he... he did. Yeah, he did. You're right. I forgot all about that. <laughs> so so I've, I'm, I've only seen the movies. I haven't read the books. So the I don't think he necessarily gives him a hug, but it's more it's hmm. it's like he's that, kinder than he's ever been. Yes, towards him. Yeah. So here, okay. So here's what we'll do. Since these are all fan theories, we'll vote on it and say, do you agree or disagree? Okay. okay. So does that work? So Monsters Inc. Do you guys agree or disagree? Do you think that could be a feasible outcome for yeah, their I like that I agree. reaction? I think that's cool. I like. That. I think I that's like dope. I think that's a dope. Agree. Theory. Um, 
Harry so this Potter, one, I'm going to disagree on that Harry one. Potter Ooh. being a horcrux. I, like, I feel like no, being uh, well, because yeah. he's a horcrux causing yeah. them to be. I feel negative. like there's at least for me. This is just for me. I feel like there's too many loose ends, like too many unanswered mm-hmm. things that I don't. I can't back that one up. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. I agree. Not okay. with these two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with the fan so, theory. Okay, yeah, Chris. No opinion. I'll agree. Agree? What's a horcrux? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I had to be reminded. I openly hey, it's made all right. it. It's, it's all right. We all know Chris yeah, isn't the movie guy here. It's so a it's fine. who walks around on crutches. It's a horcrux. <laughs> I am it's the guy. It's the crutch that they walk around on. <laughs> I'm the equalizer. I'm the equalizer. I like what? it. Never mind. Right, Denzel. <laughs> what, Cam? Is that a movie? I was going to say, if that's the definition of horcrux, wouldn't that just be a man in a jazzy? <laughs> He's carrying her on his way. <laughs> Sitting on his lap. That's the upgraded spell. <laughs> That's why there's seven different versions of it. It just depends. <laughs> it just depends on who you are. <laughs> Anywho. All right. All, right. All right. Here comes the next one. Number, number seven. seven. Uh, Willy Wonka. Oh, this is Ooh. number eight. Oh, boy. Is a serial killer. Oh, it is number eight. Yeah, this is Sorry. number eight. Sorry, yes. number eight. <laughs> Thanks for keeping count. You're Willy welcome. Wonka is a serial killer. Change oh, my mind. I've heard this one before too. I'd yeah, probably I know. You've probably it. heard of all of these. <laughs> anyway, so it is known in that universe or world that Willy Wonka's chocolate is the best, mm-hmm. and it's got a special ingredient, but no one knows what it is. It's people. Could it be people? It's kids. Is it, it was, kids? I thought it was the waterfall. The Could waterfall it be kids in the waterfall? It. Yeah. I thought it was love. <laughs> Who said it was love? <laughs> Cam. <laughs> <laughs> That's your theory. <laughs> All right. I think he was just teaching lessons because none of them died when they went through the chocolate factory. That we know of. You didn't see them walk out, did you? They rolled no. the yes. bubble lady Yes, out. I did. Yeah, you did. You, did see, you? Them. They they see them. You see them walk out. Yeah. Did you see did them walk the original the way out? They did in the Tim Burton vision. Oh, the Tim Burton version. one doesn't count. Nobody's talking yeah, about I'm that. Not, right. Sorry, I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about We're the talking Tim Burton about, one. When Whoa. we mentioned Willy Wonka, there's only one movie. The original. There's two. No, that's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and it's Ooh. garbage. Oh. Lawyered. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. We're, oh. For this specific theory, I'm ending this conversation. <laughs> I don't care about this argument. But so I've this only seen... specific video was... On Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, not Charlie and the, the Chocolate Factory. I think I've only yeah. seen that one once. So I can't remember. Do they will him? Do they? Do they show the kids the leaving at the end? Because I don't think no, they, they do. Don't. They don't they show don't. them leaving. Okay. So now here we go. Um, now it says if you've ever thought that there was something creepy about this movie, you're not alone. Many people have speculated that Willy Wonka is actually a calculated murderer who takes delight in luring the children into his factory, planning out each of their demise as part of a Saw-esque scheme. So consider the facts, okay? Here we go. His uncaring attitude towards the kids in his factory. Mm -hmm. He just kind of like, oh, bother. You know, as the kid's like falling into the chocolate fountain, stuff like that. Two, Willy Wonka is, uh, or sorry, no, his Boat and his Wonka mobile have ever dwindling numbers of seats to only accommodate the remaining guests. So it's like he's calculating, knowing someone's not making it out of this room. 
Mm-hmm. So if you actually okay. watch the shows, there's like seven seats on the boat mm-hmm. and five on the on the little train. Anyway, and then also the Oompa Loompas are always ready with pre-prepared song and dance routine. So, I mean, could it, he be a calculated killer? It is a musical. <laughs> I mean, so was I know, it though? No, <laughs> but kind of. But I think no. it's. Come with me. Could kind there of be was, there. Well, because the because with musicals, essentially the people, the characters don't know that there's music happening. You know what I mean? Correct. They're watching them. <laughs> but in yeah, in Willy Wonka, they are watching the music be saying like they and are actually true. singing. But then it is a hybrid because when they go through the elevator and everything, it's come with me, and he's singing. And I think he's it. just being a weirdo. Well, it could be, but <laughs> being a serial killer. I think he was culling the herd to find the one to take over the chocolate factory. Right, the serial killer chocolate factory. I mean, that kid does look like a serial killer, so what like kid? he could go off the deep end. The one who took over, takes over for Charlie. Char- or, yeah, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Takes over for Willy Wonka. Well, here, this is funny that this is a theory. Have you guys ever seen Epic Movie? No. No. So you know you know those series of me- movies, like Scary Movie? Make fun of it. Yeah, so they're, yeah. ma- they're parodies, and they make fun of it. Epic Movie parodies this exact idea. Really? Yeah. There's a huge chunk of it where they're in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and all that stuff. Because it's more, it's it's after the that movie came out, so he's dressed in the purple, just mm-hmm. like um, Johnny, Depp, Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp was. And uh, straight up, they're like taking chunks of these people and they're turning them into candy. Oh. No way. Yeah. Huh. So it, it plays off that thing. Like he kidnaps these people and he's turning them into different candies. That's hilarious. Stuff. It's weird. It was really creepy. So... I hate to, I know we said we're not referencing the Tim Burton one, but in that one, as far as on the subject of the seats getting less and less and and everything, the kids actually bring it up in that one. They're like, when the Oompa Loompas come out and they sing their song, they put in the name of the kid, what happened, everything. And then, yeah, Charlie or uh, Willy Wonka, he's, it's almost like he just knows, same type of deal. But when uh, he gives the example, when the kids are questioning it, he's like, oh, it's and I forget exactly what he says, but he's like, anybody can do it. He's like, he's like, uh, say something, anything. And she's like, chewing gum. And he's like, chewing gum is really gross. Chewing gum. I hate the most. He's like, see, anybody can do it. And it's he's talking about just making up the rhymes and the songs on the spot. But the kids are already kind of huh. uneasy and wondering, OK, how did the Oompa Loompas have a song specifically for that kid already planned? Clever ruse. So, seems I, like a misdirect. I could back this one up. <laughs> I think so. I think he's a straight up serial killer. I mean, I the, like it. Again, if you saw the guy's dad growing up like that, like, it's yeah, true. he's being bred into that. That's in the movie. <laughs> That's in the Tim Burton garbage Sorry. one. It's the only oh. one I really know. <laughs> Watch your tongue. <laughs> it's, it's real hard. It's, it's. <laughs> I like the original one. I like the original one, But they too. take yeah. the, the parents to the... So what, they just make them disappear? Is that the thing? Well, they're mostly... Well, the parents, parents go to the kids too. and say, take them to the juicing room. They, we got to juice them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the juicing yeah. room. Yeah, they take them to the juicing room, yeah. grind them down, throw they them in the They juice them both. Well, yeah. 
different mean, types of candy. Is that the kids left though? And I've read the book. And the kids are the milk chocolate. The adults are the dark chocolate. <laughs> wow, it's older. It's aged. <laughs> There's just less sugar. <laughs> and, <laughs> and happiness. You're going. <laughs> All right. So that fan theory. Do you believe it? Yes. No. I could see. That I'm one. on board. I'm gonna. I'm gonna back that one up. Yeah. I'm gonna say no. I think on that it one. makes the Willy Wonka a little bit more fun story. It, it makes you wonder. How is that you, fun? <laughs> If you were to take that movie now and just change the score to it, like change all the music to a darker theme, oh, it would totally be that. Oh, one thousand percent. I like it. Ronald Dahl. I was, was going to say dark. unrelated. The grandpa to in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I can't remember his name, but Jess was grandpa. telling me that they have a whole entire subreddit targeted at hating that grandpa because he was because he was a a stain on society doing nothing until he went into the chocolate factory and all of a sudden he could walk and dance (laughs) what what was it like i want to call social security fraud on this guy or something (laughs) seriously Uh, all right moving on number seven nemo Ah, i can't even say that the theory because i don't want it to spoil the theory so here we go I like this one. I should have just had you do this topic. I wouldn't have had to do all the research that I did. All right. So you guys all remember the opening scene of Nemo. I'm going to paint you a picture for those of you that haven't seen it. And again, if this is a spoiler, fast forward. I've so opening scene, you've got the two clownfish, mommy, mommy clown and daddy clown. And there's a barracuda that comes in. They live in And the barracuda... Starts like thrashing, right? Trying to like get in and eat. And uh, the father, uh, shoot, what's his name? Marlon. Marlon. Starts fighting the barracuda. Gets knocked out. Gets knocked out. He wakes up. You only assume at that point in time, mother's gone. Mm -hmm. Right. Marlon wakes up, starts looking at the eggs and notices there's only one left. Right. Who then we come to find is Nemo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Um, this theory suggests that the grieving father, Marlon, uh, imagined only one son survived, which means the Nemo isn't actually real. And there's a lot to support this theory. So stay with me here. Um, they, they theorize that Nemo is just a figment of his imagination conjured up to cope with the loss of his family. And in following the theory, the entire movie is an allegory of the father's journey through the five stages of grief. So you've got the first stage, which is denial. He wouldn't let his son go to school because he's not safe. You got the second stage, which is anger where he scolds his son for venturing out of his control. Third stage is bargaining where he puts up with his amnesic travel buddy to help him find his son. The fourth stage, which is despair and where he sees his son flush down the drain. And then the fifth stage is the acceptance where he learns to let go and let things be the way that they are. So everyone, even during the movie, uh, tells the father Marlin that he needs to let go of his son. Um, his travel takes place into land down under, AKA the underworld. And the movie ends with him saying goodbye to his son visually as he disappears into the void. So now here's the kicker. Out of all of that, the word Nemo in Latin means nobody. 
finding nobody. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Cam. Um, so, so what about like it. <laughs> so what about all the scenes of Nemo in the fish tank with those other fish? You know, that's what that was going to be my argument. As I, there's too many other fish that acknowledge Nemo when Marlin's not there. How do we know they're not made up? But by Marlin. <laughs> then you've got Dory, who's our, who are we looking for again? See, but that's yeah. I I read that part of the theory where. The only reason that Dory fits so well in is because she can't remember because anything. Because she's got amnesia. Yeah. Mm. And is the only one that would really believe Marlin that Nemo was there because she just can't remember anything. But once again, what about the other fish in the tank? Is that, that was my only argument about it is all how many other fish like the even when he goes to school or the ones that are like, oh, he touched the butt. <laughs> <laughs> but again, could this all just be in his head? And that's like where it some of be. these theories, like I had to really filter mm. through a lot of these theories because a lot of them is just like, oh, it's in his head. Oh, it's in his head. I just didn't want all those. But this one I found to be like, dang, that's pretty crazy. I don't so, know. So Pixar, like, so Marlin is just picturing Nemo in this fish tank with these other fish as he's looking for him. Is that what or you mean it's by all it's in, his, in head. his head? Yeah. It's just all in his head. Maybe he's... Uh, who knows? It's like a now Christopher here's, here's Nolan. The, uh, <laughs> here's just my a, question is, there's because there's a follow-up, right? There's Finding Dory. Finding, Finding Dory. Dory. And is there anything in there that would help argue against this theory? I don't even remember. I don't even think I've seen it. Well, okay. Again, uh, at the uh, kind of near the end of finding Nemo, Dory actually finds Nemo first, right? Cause yes. she's off lost. Now she doesn't know where she's at. Her and Marlin get in that fight and split up. She's lost. Doesn't know where she's at. She happens to bump into Nemo. And then that's when she has that like fire of memory come back and, you know, the 42 Wallaby way, blah, 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 like everything. And she's like, you're Nemo. And she gets all excited and knows him. And then they together go and find Marlin. Yeah. So maybe it's meant to be split meaning to who it's affecting at that point. Yeah. Maybe Marlin's imagination of his son has affected Dory. Maybe she's not real. Neither Mm. Dory nor Nemo are real. It's all him Ugh. it's all just in his head it's all in his head you've seen uh what's that one movie a beautiful mind no identity yes oh it's one of my favorites that's fantastic that is a great movie. movie is fantastic think about it mm-hmm. let's put that on the list of things it's to watch. a good one. dude identity is incredible. okay so on this one i'm gonna back up the fact that pixar is freaking genius is genius in the sense that i definitely agree with the steps of depression like, I feel like that was a very subtle way of doing it, and that was brilliant. I agree with that. But the actual theory itself of Nemo being a figment of his imagination, I'm going to say false. So what do you make of his name, then? Meaning nobody. That, that Just one, let him that. have his kid, man. <laughs> I, I, I want him to have his kid. I do. I do. I don't know. I don't know. That one's got me. That one. It's pretty crazy. It's a really crazy mm-hmm. fan theory. I, I like mean, I it. I can't imagine they named him that. Actually, not on purpose. I got a. I got a. Maybe a reason. Because um, wasn't there a Captain Nemo? Yeah, mm-hmm. twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now and from- he was this 
amazing pirate that does all kinds of stuff. So maybe they named Nemo after him because he had, he's adventurous and brave. And now I read a short thing on that and it says that he's named Captain Nemo as a joke. <laughs> that's what he tells everyone, oh. but that's not his real name in 20,000 leagues under the, is it 20,000 leagues under the sea? What's mm-hmm. his, what's his real name? Cause that's what like, what's your name? Oh, Captain Nemo, Captain Nobody. Hmm. Pilot of the Nautilus. Well, then I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm on the fence. This is this is. I'm. That's just a little quick, little uh, thing that I read about it because they brought it up too. Prince Dakar. That one. Wow. So his name isn't even Nemo. Well, then f it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm hoping to blow your guys' minds with one of these at least. Because oh, my you mind have. was blown a lot. Okay. That sounded so dirty. <laughs> that's nasty that's nasty all right moving on number six this one is gonna be one of my favorites and uh and yet it's only number six oh Oh my my gosh though i can't wait all right here we go (sighs) i gotta take a breather okay now according to this popular fan theory jack from the titanic oh here we go yes we're going (laughs) <laughs> is actually from the future wow. and travels back to save Rose's life. Now there's actually a lot of crazy things to support this. It's a bit of a stretch, but keep just stick around. <laughs> so there are six inconsist- inconsistencies in the movie that prove this first one. This one's a stretch. I'll admit Jack gambles for a ticket to board the Titanic. Now, If he was a time traveler from the future, he wouldn't have any currency from the current time. So he would need to gamble items in order to then aboard the ship, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm losing my breath. I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Two, Jack claims to have gone ice ice fishing at Lake Wissota. I think that's how you say it. Lake Wissota. Except Lake Wissota is a man-made lake in what? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't even pronounce words right now. Okay. <laughs> lake Wissota is a man-made lake in Wisconsin that was built in 1917, five years after the Olympic sink. Or I meant, uh, sorry, the, the Titanic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah! Oh, I was waiting for it. I, so. I was trying to find a way to throw that in there. Yep. I'm so proud of you. Yep. <laughs> During... Uh, Number three, during the famous King of the World scene, Jack tells Rose that he'll take her to Santa Monica Pier where they'll ride on a roller coaster until they throw up, which is very romantic, except the roller coaster wouldn't be built until 1916, four years later. Uh, Another one, number, what number are we on? I don't even know. I'm losing track of numbers here. Probably four. Jack's haircut is completely out of place for the early 1900s and didn't come into fashion until the late... 1930s jack's backpack was also um out of place for the edwardian era which shows uh which is shown in the movie and it is standard issue of a swedish army backpack from 1939 (laughs) so over 30 years later um lastly he is also seen smoking a cigarette filtered uh cigarette throughout the movie which is he also gives to rose which 
didn't come out until 1940. So all these items surrounding him are from the future. So the question is, why did he come back? Why did he go back to save Rose? Knowing that the Titanic was going to, or I mean, sorry, the the Titanic. Yeah. No, the other one. Because he knew (laughs) J.P. Morgan was going to tell the dolphins to flip the iceberg and wreck the the Olympic. No. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish this thought. So as you saw in the movie, Rose was threatening to commit suicide by jumping off the side of the boat and Jack came to her safety, right? Mm -hmm. Came to her rescue. So now consider this. Had she actually taken the plunge, Rose being from the upper class, the Titanic probably would have stopped to turn around and go back and look for her, right? Oh, dang. Thus causing them to miss the iceberg. And then J.P. Morgan wouldn't have gotten his insurance money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. J.P. Morgan invented the time machine and sent Jack <laughs> back and said, you yes. need to make sure this happens. So my personal synopsis, you guys all took it. <laughs> Jack was sent back in time by J.P. Morgan <laughs> to ensure <laughs> the Titanic stayed on course. That's right. He went, it all makes sense, Chris. <laughs> all of it. I think somebody needs to get a hold of the prop department on the movie. I mean, and figure- <laughs> I mean, James Cameron does make mistakes. He makes box office hits. It's true. Yeah. That is a fact. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. <laughs> J.P. Morgan, man. He had the money. If you guys don't know what we're joking about, make sure you check out one of our previous podcasts. It's called The Conspiracy. Undeniable Conspiracy. Of the Titanic. It's a very good one. One the, of my favorites today, you know, actually. James Undeniable. Cameron did do Terminator, which is about time travel as well. So maybe. Maybe Rose is the great grandma to Connor. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> not the way I was going, but that's fantastic. So not only did J.P. Morgan need the ship to be sunk, he needed her to be alive so Connor no, could be alive. What if the creator of uh, Skynet. Skynet was on the Titanic and he thought by sinking the Titanic and killing him, oh. it would have stopped, it stopped oh, Skynet. the rise of the Good machines. Just did full circle. <laughs> Jack Dawson is the great grandfather of John Connor. There you go. There you go. Well played. <laughs> yeah, well played, I, I like it. Believability? I mean, off the charts. I'm down. Even like with it. all it's this, undeniable. You think about it. Jack and Rose did have a little bit of fun in that car. Maybe she got pregnant. La hot and steamy. There we go. From there his go. future seed. He no, pulled out. Because. Uh, <laughs> Where, you did, don't you know see, that? did you see that, a scene that we didn't? I was like, was that a deleted no. scene? What do you uh, think the hand went over? <laughs> oh, no, she did. Never mind. What? I was going to say, no, because she, did, she didn't even have kids, did she? But she was with she her did, granddaughter. Yeah, she was with her granddaughter. Yeah. So. Interesting development. Mm. Got our own fan theories. That's oh, a really love it. Mm. I love oh, it. that's pretty it's, close. It's cool, though. Adam, I, love, I love hearing these. I wasn't, I wasn't on board until the whole stopping Rose from jumping and all that, because that is very true. If Rose would have jumped, the Titanic would have had a reason to slow down and stop. So that part of it all, that was the mind blowing part for me. No, they would have white rabbit it. Can't be late. <laughs> Can't be late. <laughs> Keep on going. Nope, she already dead. She, she's dead as soon as she hit the water. She Let's gone. Let's get out of here. All right. So 
I like it. We all like it. All right. On board, so to speak. <laughs> I like it. All right. This is number six. I number don't know five. anymore. Five. Yeah, five lines up with five on both ways, huh? Doesn't yep. it? That's crazy it how that works. <laughs> We're All halfway, right. folks. We're halfway. I like math. All right. So this one is on Inception. Oh, oh boy. I don't know we don't need anything else to add to this movie. My goodness. Oh. Tell me the top tips over. <laughs> it just goes along so, with everything we just said. <laughs> so here we go. Wait, so right. Jack Dawson is the Leo in yes. Inception? It's all a dream. <laughs> His name is Dom Cobb. Yes, that guy. Yeah, so quick refresher, Dom Cobb, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, is the main character, and in the movie, the totems are important to help the characters distinguish whether they are still asleep in the dream world or if they're alive in the real world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, Dom Cobb, throughout the whole, his first name's Dom. It's like when you say it fast, it sounds like a weird first name. Anyway, so... In the movie, he has a spinner that spins. And if he, if he's in the dream world, it stays perfectly vertical. And if yeah. he's not, it topples over. Anyway, so in the movie, they say <clears throat> you need a small object, potentially heavy, which you can have on you at all times. Our Arthur, his friend, explains that if he carries a loaded die in which only he knows the exact weight... That way, when you look at your own totem, you know without a doubt that you're not in someone else's dream, mm-hmm. right? So, <clears throat> goodness gracious, <laughs> scary. Um, Mine's on silent. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the movie, it is heavily implied that the same technique is used by Dom, but Arthur explains you can't touch another's totem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as it would negate the purpose of the totem. But Cobb actively uses his wife's totem. I caught that. You got that? Mm-hmm. So What's we, his wife's totem? <clears throat> the top. The top. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we never find out in the movie what his totem was before she passes. Oh, okay. Okay. So this theory goes on to express that the totem... The spinner is not his totem. Right. Okay. So Therefore, there's somebody that knows the weight of it. Yes. So the ending is highly subjective, and I totally remember watching it. He gets home, and he spins it. His kids are there. It's that iconic scene where he sees his kids through the window. They actually turn around this time. They turn around, and you just get flooded with emotion. And then he runs off before even checking the totem. And it kind of ends with the, the scene it starts on the, the totem. Little, it starts wobbling little, a little bit. Yeah. yeah, One wiggle and then it cuts. And it wobbles and then it cuts. And it leaves you filled with anger, right? What? Is so, he awake or not? Instead of the top, one fan theorizes that Cobb's true totem is actually his wedding ring. So now Ooh. get this. Every scene where he's in the dream state... He has his wedding ring on. That's right. And every time he's in the real world, he doesn't have a wedding ring on. Mm -hmm. And in that final pivotal scene, it is very clear and obvious he does not have his wedding ring on. So he is out of the dream world. Yes. Which means he's in the real world and that is how that movie ends. Oh, that's much better. Do you like that? I I like like that. that. That takes a lot of weight. I remember off the somebody shoulders. mentioned that to me a little while ago when uh, the last movie came out. That Tenet. was Tenet. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? So good. I haven't seen Incredible. it either. Yeah. I, I need to see it. Mind blowing. Fantastic. 
It's wild. I saw one scene from it, and I'm like, I don't know if my mind can handle Dude, this just yet. Trust me. It'll, it'll, it it'll mess with your head, but it's really, really cool. I, I finished the movie, and my wife asked me, she goes, so what'd you think of it? And I was like, I don't know what the hell I just watched, <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. <laughs> That's awesome. So I thought you were going to say his totem were his kids. Oh. Because how when he's in the dream world, he keeps seeing his kids, but they never actually turn around. He just so, sees them get up and run off, and he never sees their faces. I, I, and then there at the end, they turn, and he sees their faces. I'm going to take a split thing on this, and I, I don't like it. Why? I, I like the open end and ending, the open endingness of it all. So is of that the totem? A, yes. I'm, I'm more of a person who, so one of my favorite authors, that's how he always ends his books. It's just open endings. I like to think. You like, like to argue? I do. I like yourself? to argue both sides. I like to think what's going on. I don't I don't know. Okay. Sounds like you just forgot mm. to put the last chapter in his books. <laughs> right? Maybe. <laughs> Something I wish they would have done with Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. mm. <laughs> Leave it open ended. We'll make our own ending. I I kinda mm. like the movies, you know, and stuff like that where it leaves it open for you to discuss it. It, it does make it interesting. Yes. So so then my question open is what is what's with the top then? It's his, if, it's his wife's. Well, I know, but why even spin it? To remind himself of her? Because okay. he's obsessed yeah, with his know. wife. Yeah. Okay. All right. For or against? We got it against. I give it a four. It. For it. I'm going to go against. Is that just because of personal? Or is he just likes the open I just like the opening, the mm. open ending. The, you know, mm-hmm. being able to argue and debate whether it's he's in dream world or not. Considering I haven't seen the movie, I like it. <laughs> I'm glad it has a happy ending. <laughs> I like happy endings. Uh, we're going to have to tie you to a chair and make you watch all of these movies. <laughs> Probably. No joke, dude. That one's real good. You'd like that one. All so right. far, out of all that we've said, I think that one's the one you got to see. Yeah. Yes. Seriously. All right. Here's one for you. For all you Disney folk, this one's about cars. I've heard it. Shut so I'm up. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going like, to reach across here and slap you. Okay. So here's the theory. Well, I can't tell you the theory because I got to open it with a question first. So you guys all know Tomater, right? Mater? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where, where did he live? In the, In junkyard. the junkyard. In the junkyard, right? He's a junkyard dog. Oh, I did. I so, did so he's in a junkyard, but what's a junkyard filled with? Junk. It's basically <laughs> a graveyard parts. for cars. Yeah. Car parts, right? A pick okay. apart. Yeah, it's like yeah. a pick apart. So it's a graveyard for cars. Where'd he get those car parts? <gasps> Is he a serial killer? Is he a cannibal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if you consider the fact that the car parts would be body parts and the oh cars would just be rotting goodness. corpses. He's a coroner. Way to ruin that entire movie for me. Holy Uh, crap. I mean, he could be a serial killer. He's the Hannibal Lecter of cars. Exactly. Gross. So now, Mater was a serial killer in his own town, and everyone in town... Loved him. ...was just okay with it. (laughs) Does that mean they're in on it? Because they all need car parts. Maybe that's why people stopped coming through Route 66. Exactly. It's like... uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. That whole family oh. was effed up. Bingo. This is just a kid's version of Texas Gross. Chainsaw Massacre. That's exactly and it. And Mater is freaking Leatherface. Lay out. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Except he's Rusty Face. Oh. 
Now, notice uh, that the last visitor was Lightning McQueen, and he was the first real tourist to come to town that they actually talked about, but no one else. Well, you had the two vans that came through, and they got really nervous real quick and yeah, got out of there. They got out, they out of there. They did. They were scared. Were so scared why did of? they let McQueen live? Because they couldn't use his parts. He's a race car. I like it. His body was plastic, basically. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, I don't like that one. Wow. <laughs> Is that the one movie you love? Out of the list. Ding, that's real creepy. Mind blown. I mean, it's Perfect. cool. Wow. I got one of you. I got one of you. That's all so I that's, That was a good one. I like that you one. You like that one? Wow. Okay. Again, someone should make a trailer for that movie and change the music. Make right? it look real creepy. Have you seen the one where they do that with Elf? Yes. They make yes. It. That's so good. I don't think I've seen the Elf make one. Elf I've seen the Doubtfire one. Oh, I've seen that one too. That one's creepy. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Dang. Here we go. Another one. This one is four, three, three. three. Well, what number is it on Seven. your list? But I don't. That's three. three then. One would be ten. Yes. Three. Don't, don't mess with me. Okay. <laughs> number seven. Three. Three. <laughs> 73. What? All right. Here four. we go. Toy Story oh. 3. I'm going to ruin another one for you. What? It's a number. It's just four. four. See, it's I four. told it's a you. Just go. I told you four. Nailed it. Okay. Toy Story three. Oh, oh now, boy. Toy Story three is about what, guys? Can you guys can Toys. you guys give us an overall? <laughs> uh, yeah. So they, this is the they, get, they get donated. Uh, yeah, they get donated to the preschool, right? Right. So Andy's going off to college. Mm-hmm, yeah. He puts his toys in a box. We put up into the attic. That. The mom misplaces the toys and actually puts them in a bag and takes them down to put them in the, the garbage, right? Dumb broad. They jump out of the garbage to jump into the back of the car in the box that says donate, right? They get donated to Sunnyside. Yeah. And uh, all that stuff. Okay. So here's the fan theory. This whole movie is basically a replay of the Holocaust. Whoa. Yeah, it's heavy. Dark. Think real hard, okay? Now look at all these eerie similarities. The toys are left behind, similar to the Jewish people in Germany in the Third Reich. Then they discuss what happened and what to do. Eerily creepy and similar to the movie The Pianist. And Buzz suggests going to the attic like Anne Frank. By going into attic mode. <laughs> then they are transported in a box like a train to a day to a sunny side daycare where other undesirable toys are like a concentration camp. Jeez. <laughs> and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> right? This one's Here, heavy. They are mistreated. And get this, eventually sent. To the incinerator. Oh my gosh! Mother, father. Wow! <laughs> wow. Chris is really uncomfortable. He just went right in the I, face. I knew there was a reason I hated Toy Story 3. There's subliminal messages there. I'm not even sure if I ever watched the whole thing, but I never cared to. Like, oh. for whatever reason, out of all three of them, four of them, it was, yeah, just not enticing to me. That's Ooh. the bear. The Jeez. bear is Hitler. <laughs> 
Just kidding. I don't know. Or but, at least the head of the Gestapo. Dang, crazy. That's heavy. All right. We'll move on. Gross. Either way, we don't, Jeez. Wow. I'm not voting. I'm not, we're not voting. We're not on voting that on that one. All right. We'll, we will forego. Shame on you, Pixar. <laughs> Man, they're covering. Or to the, the demented person who came up with that. Yeah, Jeez. exactly right. This is, these are all just fan what theories, if, like, guys. What if, though, that's really where they got the idea? Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Like, let's Ugh. make a kid's movie. Out of the Holocaust. No. Dude, well, think about it. Every single one of their movies has a pretty, like, no dark past. Deep theme of some sort. Like it, it's yeah. not just a silly kids movie. It's always got a well-thought-out theme. I don't it like it. Oh, it's true. Yeah. Every single one. I don't like it. All right. Okay. This one, this one will make you feel a little bit better. Maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. These, the rest are actually really cool. These are my top three. We are now in the number three. All right. This one. The Dark Knight. Batman. Oh. I love Batman. Okay. The theory is now I'm not okay. Before I preface, before I jump into this one, I'm not a huge comic book connoisseur. So if I'm wrong in any of my thoughts here, correct me, add stuff if you want. But it is my understanding that the Joker has never had a true origin story, correct? Until the Joaquin to, Phoenix but one. That's but that's not like an no, original. It's like well, kind of like no. a fan based theory idea, right? No, in no, that animated series, to my, he did. He had one, and in the the one with um, the Tim Burton one, he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. That's he had true. an origin story in the Tim Burton. What was that one? Which like, he fell into a vat of he was acid. A, yeah, yeah. He was a the Joker. Did yeah. he was just yeah. a punk criminal who? Fell that's why it. his skin his skin was like white, white. Well, and he uh, was he was like a mob guy so he couldn't go to the hospital so they hire some off the street plastic surgeon and that's why his face has that permanent smile because they stretch his skin back uh, okay okay well for this specific movie the dark knight here is a really awesome fan theory that i think is rad i was gonna say to your to your knowledge though in the dark knight they don't have a <clears throat> an origin story an origin for the story for and him. to your point like there's there hasn't been a reoccurring origin story. Yes, there's yeah. been different ones. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was getting at. Is there's yeah. no like there's no there's like no set consistent origin. one. There's a yes. bunch of different random. Yes. Ones. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. So over the years, then many have speculated Joker's origin, and in this specific theory, they state that the Joker, or they theorize that this that the Joker was a soldier from the Iraqi War who now suffers from PTSD. And there's a lot to support this theory. So now the Iraqi war took place in, I can't, I looked up the dates and it actually kind of made sense. Cause it was like the Iraqi war started, I think in 2003. Are we talking like desert storm? The Iraq. No, after no, just what? Yeah. Just the Iraq war. Yeah. Oh yeah. The one from the twin towers. Yeah. Yeah. 2003. 2003. Yeah. So 2003. And then The Dark Knight was released, I think, somewhere close and just shortly thereafter, a few years. I think it was like 2006 or something like that. Yeah, the Dark Knight Rises. That, not that one. So Bat that one's with Bane. Batman Begins? No, no it's the called Dark The Dark Knight. It is The Dark Knight. Duh. It's been a, it's, they've been out for a while. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't seen them in a long time. So him being a veteran not only explains his facial scarring, but also his extensive knowledge of explosives and firearms. Now it also suggests a deeper insight into his madness and his tortured psyche. Now he has numerous traits of a trained war veteran. 
weapons knowledge, physical fighting skills, tactical know-how, and random ability to perform at a, a funeral ritual. Because you remember that scene where he's carrying the casket mm-hmm. and doing the whole thing? Uh-huh. So, and in the movie, he is even quoted with some very interesting lines that make pretty good ties to this theory. So there's one quote where he says, never start with the head. The victim always gets dizzy or fuzzy. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. suggesting that he was a tortured yeah. person at some point because he understands. And then so if, dark up, spick up. <laughs> and then if tomorrow I tell the press that like a gangbanger will get shot or a truckload of soldiers will be blown up, nobody panics. Mm. Uh. Could it be that his disgust and anger stems from his status as a disgruntled and mentally unbalanced war veteran? I like mm. it. Dang. Okay. okay. Interesting. I'll take it. Uh, I could I could see it. Well, I could here's, get behind that, yeah. Here's another one to kind of go along with that. So there's there's also just in the world of Batman, there is a theory that all the characters of Batman are based on psych like psychological disorders. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. oh, I've heard each that and every one. character. Um, because they all represent something from that realm, even Batman himself. So, I mean, they could still even play into that with this. It could be, Mm. you know, you could have a military man who was broken by war and all the stuff he'd been through and not even just PTSD, but he has borderline personality disorder. Yeah. Yeah. You know, think about it. A warrior, a person, you know, in the military that fights in a war, they are fighting also amongst the, in themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mentally big time. With being, killing other humans and having to try like justify that they're doing it to protect you know for a reason and yeah. and not become a monster from it so i could see it i could see it wow. i liked it mm-hmm. i i saw this one and i was like that's cool mm-hmm. oh Dang. i like that especially because the about- dark knights are also more based in like reality yeah it's more realistic so do you think that's how because remember the one scene when they uh they get him they have him in prison and they say he's got nothing they can't identify him at all do you think it's maybe because his real identity was kia or mia mm-hmm. okay yeah and he died he died in war and then he takes like on special ops yeah and then he takes on the identity of the joker they scrubbed him Ooh, at the end I just like wanted it. to cut loose ends but that's he got away something that they didn't dead. bring up so that's definitely something to add to it i think that adds a lot of that's pretty cool mm-hmm. and sad. validity to it Ooh, i like Dang. it oh i like it a lot <laughs> yes <laughs> i also just love heath ledger it's true r.i.p my dude i love him so good he did so good i know oh. i saw i saw something um i think i was talking to austin about it that was kind of just on heath ledger it was kind of a just a interesting little put together thing. So it showed two different clips from um, two different movies and it was kind of interesting. So in the dark Knight, he's got um, Rachel who is played by Maggie Gyllenhaal. He's got his arm around her from behind when he's got the knife to her throat and he's threatening her, but it shows him with his arm around her and he's holding her. Well, then it shows him basically in the same embrace, but with Jake Gyllenhaal, Maggie's, brother in Brokeback Mountain. 
And not not in that scene. It's just the loving embrace scene. Where, where are you going with this? That that's just it. Is that was basically it. But it was just showing that Heath Ledger has held both the Jill and Halls in a loving embrace. I mean, I'll I, be honest. I would love to hold the Jill and Halls in loving embrace. <laughs> <laughs> Jake is awesome. I mean. I thought it was cool. (laughs) I like it. I like it, Tony. I appreciate it. All right. (laughs) I couldn't tell whether you're being serious about this or trying to make a joke. No, I was being serious. (laughs) That's one of my favorite movies, October Sky with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's gonna say Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) Brokeback Mountain was out of everything. That's the one you watch. (laughs) I, I did not like Brokeback Mountain, and even the like whole thing as you know that whole thing aside yeah that whole thing aside aside. that movie was slow and boring i didn't care for it did you ever see the family guy on that no (laughs) so the family guy peter makes a joke or whatever and he's just like yeah this is almost as awkward as being the horses on brokeback mountain (laughs) (laughs) and it does a cut scene and it's the two horses are sitting there like man it's getting warm out here Wonder what's going on in there? Why are they taking so long? And the horse pokes his head out, and all of a sudden you hear the horse go, "Oh dear! Oh, oh go, oh!" <laughs> I love family. All guys. right, okay. I'm gonna ruin another childhood favorite. Which Number two. One? Number two. Oh, this one's good. Oh, this one's so good. Okay, so Lion King. Oh no! I think I heard this one. Now, as a parent, rewatching Lion King, man, that is like surprisingly dark. Mm -hmm. I remember watching it as a kid, thinking like, "Oh, this movie's great." It had one tiny sad scene, and I'm like, "I love this movie." Now, as a parent, letting my kid watch it, I'm like, "This is dark." I might know what you're gonna say, but I'm gonna bring it a little bit darker. This one is bad if it's the one I'm thinking of. I tell you, you should just have done this. All right. Well, to make it a little bit darker, in the movie, it was insinuated that after Mufasa fell to his death, the hyenas disposed of his body, right? They ate his body. However, there is a scene following Mufasa's death right before Simba goes to meet Scar. Uh, But before Simba shows up, Zazu is in a rib cage Mm. and Mufasa is chilling on his... Little, Scar. Or sorry, Scar is chilling on his little bedrock thing. Mm-hmm. Picking like at his teeth. Singing to him. Yep. Picking at his teeth with some bones. And uh, he starts to like, sing something more upbeat. And he starts to sing in the coconut song, right? I've Scar's got a lovely bunch of coconuts. coconuts Dee dee. Here they are standing in the rope. Boom, boom, boom. And uh, <laughs> as they're singing that song, Scar pulls out a skull from right beside him. And after close examination, that skull, one fan theorizes, is the skull of Mufasa. Oh, I believe Which it. also could be Zazu's ribcage that he's trapped in. Exactly. Now, this is where it gets really juicy. Because in the real world, hyenas are not scavengers. Nope. So they will not eat something that's been dead. However, it has been proven that lions in a time of need in which in the movie it's Scar is depicted as thin, frail, mm-hmm. weak, 
mm-hmm. could say starving for some Mufasa's meat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But if you guys have you guys actually seen a lion skull? No, I don't think so. No. Look at the similarity. Oh my goodness. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> dang. Oh dang. I like it. I'm just saying. So you're just saying that friggin' scar ate his brother. Yep. I'm just saying. And Bro. then trapped Zazu in his ribcage. And then plays with his head every once in a while. <sighs> Dang, Scar, Scar is a psycho. Scar officially has taken a jump to one of the top villains in Disney. Jeez. He's nasty. Hyenas. Chris, I mean, you I got just a doubtful know. face. The hyena thing. Yes. They will steal carcasses from other animals. Will they? Well, yeah. like freshly killed. Freshly carcasses. killed, yeah. though, yeah. Well, he was and freshly actually, killed. Fun fact it's actually lions that typically steal from hyenas. I watched a I watched a documentary once and these hyenas would like hunt some stuff mm-hmm. and these lions would come in and take it. They hate they're like real mortal enemies uh, yeah, in the like wild. Like they would they would literally just like steal from each other, yeah. take each like like the hyenas cause it wounds something mm-hmm. and then the lions, which are honestly really lazy, will just show up and be like, Ooh, mine now, because it's not gonna run very far. Hmm. Now here's my question. Do you think this is fact? Yes. I believe it. Yes, I like, think the skull. Here's, do you here's think Disney thing. has enough forth, foresight and like? Dude, yeah. was back in the day stuff? when Disney was messed up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Doing it's all true. their weird innuendos. They're not. And, I mean, they still are. Wow, that's look true. at Toy Story three. That's and, true. And Lion King is also heavily influenced by Hamlet. Yes. So yes. the whole mm. part of him killing Mufasa to take his. His throne is straight out of Hamlet. Really? Uh-huh. The skull. The skull. There's a part in, in, in Hamlet. Hamlet digs up the skull of like his long, long dead friend and mm-hmm. like talks to it. But mm-hmm. but it's similar to is him. Is that where the whole to be or not to be came yeah. from? Mm-hmm. I've never seen Hamlet. He I probably should. Either have I. I mean, first of all, it's a I book. think that is his skull, though. <laughs> Didn't they make a movie, dude. though? Yes. Yeah, they did. With a really good actor. What's his freaking name? It's a musical. No, it's not. Not the original. Oh, I'm, I'm, thinking, thinking I'm thinking of the Hamlet, the musical one that Hamilton or Hamilton. That's a, <laughs> that's not Hamilton. Wow. <laughs> My bad. Alexander Strike that. Hamilton. No, it's Alexander the guy. Hamilton. That's the guy. Shakespeare. It's... That's a good one. Um, Kenneth Branagh. Hmm. Oh, he I... plays Hamlet. He, the dude from like uh, he's the detective in uh, Gotham. the new version of Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, that guy! With he's the, the bad guy in uh, Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. he's a okay. great actor. Yeah, he plays Hamlet. It's a fantastic movie. Wow. Like, okay, iteration. And uh, Kate Winslet was in it too. Nice, nice. I'll have to check that one out. The That's... woman, his girlfriend, that goes crazy. All right. Dang. So are we for it? Against Number one. It. I'm for oh. it. I believe I'm, it. I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah. I'm for I it. He's a sick I freak. It. I think it's a sick little Whether twist. Whether it was An Scar himself that ate Mufasa, I don't know, but I definitely am for that that is Mufasa's skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, for it. All right. Number one. Numero This oh. one I saved just for last because oh it's... I love juicy. It. It's saucy. so good. It's so juicy and saucy. 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 Comet. Let's not go down that path. All right. 
This next one is about one of our favorite Christmas movies of all time. Home Alone. No. Oh, no. Do you guys know any of this? I'm not I hope sure. not. Don't spoil it for me if you do. I've heard Ooh. a few on Shut these. Shut it, Zach. You're <laughs> funny. <laughs> I said be quiet. Keep I said good day. Keep, keep me excited here. Pretend, just okay. pretend. I haven't heard this at all. Good. Oh, my goodness. Nothing. Yes. This is all news right. to me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, this is either going to ruin the movie for you or it's going to make it a million times better. So now consider this. Throughout Home Alone, Kevin expresses a lot of violent tendencies and a knack for booby traps. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kevin also shows anger control issues, Mm -hmm. a proclivity for violent fantasies, and voyeuristic tendencies, all combined... Sneaking in on his uncle. ...with a fetish... That's in the second one. ...for recorded video. Does this sound like anyone in particular? Hmm. According to this fan theory, Home Alone is the origin story for the serial killer Jigsaw. Oh, from the famous horror movie franchise Saw. I have not heard this. (laughs) Holy crap. Hold up, because there's a lot, and I'm about to unpack it. I'm being serious, too. I have not heard this one. Good. Good. (laughs) Good. All right. Now there's more, because Kevin becomes fascinated with his next-door neighbor known as Old Man Marley, and after learning that Marley is possibly a serial killer and that the Old Man Marley imprisoned and mummified his victims... Bingo, just like you said in the salt. Okay. Kevin also experiences frequently realistic visual and auditorial hallucinations, right? Wait, when? The furnace? Yep. Seeing the furnace in the basement as a ravenous, fiery mod monster. This Mm -hmm. particular symptom of his psychosis would be important to the methodology as he later in life becomes a serial killer. Jigsaw. Now get this. In Saw 2... Kevin, or Jigsaw, recreates his childhood basement right down to the furnace monster. Jigsaw places the antidote to a poison inside the furnace, Mm -hmm. luring his victims inside. And when the victim grabs the antidote, guess what? The door closes. The furnace door closes shut. And the victim is burned alive, just as he had feared as a kid. So still not convinced? Now, there's a last bit of evidence, and then that scene right before when, F- when Kevin runs downstairs into the basement to find out that he's home alone for the very first time, there's a clown doll on a shelf in the bottom left-hand screen of the shot. It is crazy. Now, look at this. There's even pictures that show that Kevin turns into Jigsaw. Look at how, look at how creepy similar they look, dude. They wear the same clothes. Oh, my. Dang. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, dude. It's, uh, oh, did you see the doll in the bottom left there? Yeah. Yeah, doll, doll, doll. Anyway. Oh, dang. Could it be? It's a pretty awesome fan theory. I thought it was awesome. There was a lot to unpack on that one, but I really liked it. 
You know, James Wan is a genius. I wouldn't put it past him to do something. James weird Wan's like that. the director producer of Saw. So. Mm. so it could be that he just took Home Alone and turned him into a serial killer. Now, also, I mean, think about all the stuff that Kevin McAllister had to do, right? He had mm-hmm. to basically torture. Yes. Oh, yeah. Almost everything he did hmm. should have mur- killed all of them. Oh, yeah. I saw a thing one time where they didn't do all the pranks, but they just did a handful of them and they like myth busted them in a sense. And uh, like first off, the paint cans down the stairs, they're like that would have shattered your face. Oh, to the face. Yeah. 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 Um, The heat thing on the doorknob, it would have melted the doorknob before it even allowed it to get that hot. Mm -hmm. The the fire to the skull. Yep. The door and that that would immediately damaged your brain. It would have been immediate brain damage because it was so hot. That much heat. Really? That much heat close to your brain would have been. Yeah. Yeah. That would have killed him immediately. There, there was a few of them. Oh, it was talking about when Marv hits him with the crowbar when the spider's on his chest, all the shattered ribs and different things. Mm-hmm. Like, but hmm. oh, that's that's intense. I don't know, man. Freaking Kevin McAllister. Fan theory: What if they were like aliens? They were super strong. What do you mean? I'm just, like, how could they survive all that Harry crap? And Marv? Harry and yeah. Marv? Yeah. Maybe they were aliens. <laughs> maybe they were just the undead? Or then maybe that too. Something. Maybe they were actually superheroes. <laughs> trying to rid the world of the they future? They came from the future. Oh, and tried to kill Kevin gosh. before he turned into Jigsaw. <laughs> that's the idea. If that's the case. They brought Jack along with them. They were one of the first to escape Jigsaw's puzzles. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Hmm. There you he, go. He was a novice at the time. Mm. A beginner. They do say Jigsaw's name, though. Like his real name. James something. Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kevin. Once again, he could be going by a different identity. Mm. Who knows? What other person do you know with the name James? Kevin James. (laughs) Uh, Kevin James is both at the same time. Look at at, I'm reaching for something. I'm reaching. (laughs) It's a connection. (laughs) It's there. I believe it. (laughs) Kevin James is Kevin McAllister. And... Jigsaw. Jigsaw. I, I like, like the creativity that goes into people coming up with this stuff, though. Dang. <laughs> I do. doesn't believe. No. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Man. That's my top 10. Uh, this is the first time we've done something like this. I thought I kind of pitched this as an idea to the guys. I was like, you know what? We should do a top 10. Each of us do cover one topic. I think it'd be a lot of fun have one person lead the way and everyone else just kind of be there for shock and awe. So mm. let I feel, us know if you liked it. I, I feel with these theories, the, the creators of the movies probably look at them and go like, dang, that's what I think of It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm yeah, going that's exactly what it's I It's funny thought. because there was that theory about uh, frozen and Tarzan yeah. Yeah, being connected yeah. that, uh, Tarzan is actually the brother of Elsa and, Elsa Anna. and Anna. You know what? I had that in my list, but it didn't make the cut. See? And <laughs> the producers or the directors of the two movies actually came out and said, or of Frozen actually came out and said, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we were thinking. That's, that's what we were going with. Really? Yeah. There's actually, there's all kinds of theories about every movie in the Pixar world yeah. is connected because uh-huh. there is little easter eggs yeah and all there's of all them. the easter eggs the pizza planet truck and is, is in every single pixar movie yep mm. really mm-hmm. we'll see that's 
Peach but even Planet. Disney, like Pixar is one thing and then Disney's another. Like I know it's Disney Pixar, but as far as the like within the same universe. The universe. No, yeah. just just the Pixar movies. Oh. The ones I thought that are Disney made by had Pixar them. itself. No, just Well, yeah. because I no, mean Disney if you think Pixar's. about it cuz even Disney alone, like Scar is in Hercules. Yes. Um what's the other one? Uh uh, Sebastian is in Aladdin. So it's like there's little Easter eggs mm-hmm. in Disney. So not yes. Pixar, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney as well. Mm. But Oh, man. Well, I hope I you like guys it. are uh, brainstorming is... on your top tens. I thought that was fun. I don't know. I don't know. If you have any uh, <laughs> like good top ten ideas, I could Seriously. use some suggestions. <laughs> I'm struggling here. Seriously. Especially since Austin just set the bar. I mean, I tried. That's a good bar. <laughs> I tried. It's Hope you bar. guys like fishing. I like it. <laughs> Top 10 bass of the Northwest. It's <laughs> <laughs> not 10 bass species in the United States. <laughs> Top See? 10 fly fish lures of today. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm alone in this crowd, <laughs> my friends. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, me too, but I've got Zach at least, because I was going to say top 10 Tim Burton movies. I mean, go with what you feel. <laughs> we'll tag team it. Done. <laughs> top uh, 10 wrestlers of the last decade. Ooh, ooh. Just kidding. Ooh. Rock I'm kidding. Be, I'm rock kidding. Would be Please don't. One, not, so. <laughs> Coming in at number 10, The Rock. No. Nine, <laughs> the Rock. Eight, The Rock. The rock. Seven, The Rock. <laughs> Let me guess what six through one is. That's nope, six through two, The Rock, and number one, Hulk Hogan, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Savage. <laughs> nope, nope, Mankind. No, no what's his name? Um, uh, who's the one Daniel Tosh always calls out? Arn or what's his? Oh, what's his name? Arn? Is there Arn like, Anderson? Arn Anderson. Okay. Daniel Tosh is always calling him out. I'm calling you out, Arn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. well, huge thanks to all of you who support us here on the channel if we made you laugh if we made you deep think make sure to hit that subscribe if you're still around uh, follow us on all social platforms give us those five star ratings it greatly helps us and you know maybe share us with your friends your family yes, you know please. word of mouth really helps us guys absolutely uh, if yeah. you can't help us monetarily all those other ways are fantastic ways of supporting us here on the show we really appreciate you we hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next time Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for this crowd.